conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that is not located on a map, just like the critical city in this film. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and I was frequently lied to by atlases and maps growing up because they were not updated post the fall of the Soviet Union. So I thought that the Soviet Union still existed until I was like eight in 2005. Anyway, also joining me, as always, is Anna Otto. Anna, what's your biggest map-related failure in life? Um, hmm. I recently went to an Arby's, and at said that's Arby's... The, that's all you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> there was a map, and it was supposed to be of all the other Arby's in southeastern Wisconsin, and there was only one listed. Also, that Arby's looked like it was stuck in the 90s, so that really explains a lot about everything going on there. There are now more than two Arby's in southeastern Wisconsin. I want to ask why were you at an Arby's when there are so many other options of literally any other restaurant, casual, fast food, or otherwise? Um, I am a simp for Arby's. I used to be a uh, stone-cold hater. I used to yell, Arby's is for conservatives, into the wind (laughs) every day of my life. That was a meme I saw once, and it made me laugh. Um, I really like Arby's because I discovered they have more than just roast beef. They have a really good turkey sandwich. I now know they have a French dip. Yeah, Gage likes the French dip. Anna's dad likes the French dip, too. I've never been to Arby's, so I I have nothing to add. Oh, my God. If you ever go, tell them. They'll give you a lot of coupons. That I've never been there, and they'll be like, yeah. here? They Please really... take all of our merchandise. Literally. I want an Arby's hat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want the Arby's hat. There is an Arby's on Hollywood Boulevard that has the original sign from, like, the 50s or the 60s. Like, the big <gasps> hat neon sign. Yeah. Um, That is the only Arby's that I will consider going to. Because it feels That's like it still has character. Very aesthetic. Very aesthetic. Speaking of aesthetic, also joining us today is Catherine McCoy. Catherine, tell me your biggest map-related blunder. Hi, team. First of all, wanted to say hello. My biggest map-related blunder, I would have to say, well, I was put on navigation duty when I was driving with a friend in downtown Chicago, which I've only done a handful of times, and we somehow got on Lower Wacker Drive, and Mm. that was an unpleasant experience because the map was incorrect and I was getting car sick and <laughs> it was that it was just a poor memory in my mind so perhaps that one that's very <laughs> oh car sickness is the worst man it is yeah. the full worst mm-hmm. and yeah, not a fan dub, double up because lower wrecker drive you feel like you're just in like a, a you're in a box there's no entrance, there's no exit, there's no reception. Mm. It is a, it's yeah. giving it is a me, eternal tunnel. It's giving me hell as other people, you know what I'm saying? 
You're right. Hashtag no it exit. is no exit. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, speaking of no exit, existentialism, I don't know. Transitions. The movie that we're talking about today is Paper Towns, the second and I guess currently final John Green film adaptation because Looking for Alaska has been adapted into a Hulu series. Uh, Paper Towns, directed by Jake Schreier, who also directed the music video for Lonely by Justin Bieber. Oh, no. Uh, written by Scott Newsatter and Michael H. Weber, who also wrote The Fault in Our Stars. Based on the eponymous t- Paper Towns by John Green. Starring Nat Wolf, Cara Delevingne, Halston Sage, which sounds like a paint color. Justice Smith and Austin Abrams released on July 24th, 2015, with a budget of $12 million. It made $85.5 million at the box office, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 58% approval rating, saying that Paper Towns isn't as deeper moving as it wants to be, yet it's still earnest, well-acted, and thoughtful enough to earn a place in the hearts of teen filmgoers of all ages. And I'm already confused. What the hell is a teen film goer of all ages? Maybe they mean like, you know, when you go to Barnes and Noble and they're like, here's the the teen fiction or the young adult. You don't have to be young to read young adult. You could be whatever age you want. I've never had that experience because every time I walk into a Barnes and Noble, they go, ah, yes, military history. Oh, God. (laughs) Dan, you want to know? I have to tell you something. I'm going to say it on the air so you can know. Because okay. I want to see your reaction. I was talking about you at work the other day. Mm-hmm. And I showed my friend a picture of you. And she said, wow, he's very handsome. And I said, Ooh. he also oh. is very interested in the Frost-Nixon debate. Is that what it was? I, I mean, I'm very... The book I was reading it was about Richard Nixon. Uh, Frost-Nixon yeah, is one. a movie that I really like that is about oh, Richard boy. Nixon. But anyway. Yeah, well... She still thinks you're hot, but I uh, yes. sighed heavily. I want you to know. You don't understand how inflated my ego already is because I posted headshots that I took on Facebook uh, a couple of days ago and outpouring of I commented. Response. I know you did. Thank you. you so my ego's great. already to the moon. And now I'll hearing that it. somebody called me hot, I'm going to be like, oh, my God. I'm going to walk into the Walgreens and be like, mm, I'm not paying. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Flash in your headshot. I commented, Dan, that you look like you should be like a spokesperson for a brunch restaurant because of the <gasps> yellow and blue. Yes. But I, rest- I restrained myself because I, I knew you're, you were soaking in all the, the positive comments. Not that Wait, that's was that not a positive thing. comment? <laughs> I guess it's kind, but also, I don't know. I'll compliment you one last time, Dan, and then I'll have to say mean things for the rest of the episode to, you know, compensate. Mm-hmm. Your eyes were so beautiful in that so picture. So blue. They were gorgeous. <laughs> that, was, that was what reminded me of brunch, was the yellow yes. and the blue eyes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Okay, now well, back to hating you. on Dan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my eyes are my only good feature. Otherwise, I'm just a walking pile of trash um (laughs) so anyway paper towns the movie we're talking about um (laughs) now that we've all flirted with dan (laughs) yeah wait that was flirting i don't know i don't get flirting i don't know it could be i don't know oh goodness okay just carry on (laughs) paper towns so i had never seen this before i watched it for the first time today what about you two 
This was my first time as well. Really? Both of I have seen it not numerous times, but this is at least my fourth or fifth watch, I would say. And I've read Really? I'd say yep. it's numerous. Did you like the book better? <laughs> um, I did. I I guess I would say I did. I read The Fault in Our Stars first. That was the first John Green book I ever read. Mm-hmm. And then I loved it, so I read Paper Towns next and liked it. Not to the same degree that I loved The Fault in Our Stars, but still thoroughly enjoyed it. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are all John Green books romantic? Yeah. I mean, not his most recent one, because he's just reviewing things. But all of his like young adult fiction books, they're romantic. Mm-hmm. What about the Turtles one? Is that the Turtles All the Way Down? That's the romantic one? That's a romantic one? It's a John Green book. I just like turtles. I just want to know if there's turtles <laughs> in it. I mean, I can go grab my copy. I haven't read it. I got a copy of it. I still haven't read, though. So I can go grab it and speed read and report back I to you. read it once. I honestly don't remember anything about it, though. Hmm. So. Okay. Maybe I'll have to, you know, check it out myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. When you go into the Barnes & Noble and they lead you <laughs> to the teen books... Oh, they automatically lead me to the horror books because they know I'm a spooky little girl. Mm. They lead uh, me to like the the Devil Wears Prada series. Okay, like the mom <laughs> that's a good books. time. <laughs> the beach books. Oh, that sounds uh, nice. So I read Paper Towns in high. Mm-hmm. I like Catherine. I read it after I read The Fault in Our Stars. Um, I thought the book was fine. I didn't get into it as much. Um, I I definitely. I think of his books, it is the one that gripped me the least. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had that going into watching this. And I would say the movie lived up to my expectations. It didn't exceed it. It didn't let me down. I thought it was fine. Can I um, say something that might make both of you very upset. You were lying about my eyes. No, Dan, your <laughs> eyes are gorgeous. Thank you. Um, I don't know how that would have made Catherine upset, but I'm sure it would have. <laughs> she would have taken the the um, sympathy pain. Yeah. Yeah. He looked like brunch. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like brunch. <laughs> Dan, you were giving big Curtis vibes, TBH. Uh, that's not what was going to upset you. Compliment. No, Curtis is my sleep paralysis demon. In case anyone didn't know, uh, <laughs> Curtis is a um, humanoid cheese curd. He's the Culver's mascot. Mm, one yes. of them, I should say. Scoopy's number one. Go look him up. Uh, Dan, do not pull a Curtis on this screen. <laughs> He's terrifying. This is a full pillow-sized Curtis that you can't Ugh. see, but I'll it's, post a picture of it on Twitter in case you want to experience Anna's pain. Ugh. Okay. The real thing I was going to say. I found Margot to be extremely unlikable. Oh, because, I agree. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Whew. Yeah. No, I, I think that's very fair. I think that's a very fair point. Okay. Because I was worried. I was like, I'm about to rock their worlds with something so <laughs> fresh. So, such a hot take. Everyone might get burned. That's what I was thinking. 
Anna had her first original thought. I really did. (laughs) The old wheels were cranking away in here last night. No, I just, Gage and I kept talking about how we thought the character was such a manic pixie dream girl and how she was pretty selfish. And I just, she rubbed me wrong. Mm -hmm. I will say Cara Delevingne's performance Mm -hmm. doesn't add anything to her character. She definitely acts like a model and then she yeah. stands there and follow instructions to a T and I don't get any emotion from it. No. Do you guys think that I know Gage said and this is probably one of your fun facts I apologize Dan um, that the role was supposed to be played by Shailene Woodley but were you not getting Emma Stone the entire performance? Now that I think about it yeah. Kara was giving me so much, so much Emma Stone, I thought. But, like, less less charismatic. I'm happy she was giving you something. That's all. <laughs> um, I didn't actually have that as a fun fact. So, early oh. bonus fun fact for you, dear listener. You're welcome, dear listeners. Um, Catherine, did you get any other actresses? Um, I did not, but I also wasn't really thinking about that when I was watching. But that's I could, fair. I could see Emma Stone. It's a, it's a little bit of a. It's like I off-brand think... Emma Stone and Easy A, mm-hmm. a little. Yeah. Bit. I think it's because in my mind they look similar-ish. You see it. They both have big eyes. And overbites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you know who else has big eyes in an overbite who cletus from the simpsons so they're three peas in a pod (laughs) oh my god well if the shoe fits you know um one final thing i'll say before we get into it so when justice smith first appeared on screen nothing but Uh, respect for my detective pikachu oh yeah i was anna this is the exact conversation that anna and i had it was Mm -hmm. oh hey it's that guy wait no it isn't about five seconds later oh wait yeah it is they did a great (laughs) job making him not attractive yeah compared to what he usually looks like i know gage and i were commenting on the fact that these three actually look like high school seniors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they did a good job with that. Like, I believe that these boys were seniors in high school. I think, especially compared to The Fault in Our Stars, where... Oh, my God. Two adults. They they both looked like they were they were working, working adults in their mid-20s. Mm-hmm. 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 I also, um, because as we all know, I confuse actors all the time. Mm-hmm. I, when Gage said Justice, what's his name again? Justice, Justice Smith. Smith. I was going to say Smith, but that felt wrong. At first, I thought he was talking about the actor who played Camilo in, um, in Encanto. I think and it's I was like Camilla Cabello. Yeah, I was thinking of Camilla Cabello, <laughs> who is dummy thick, and I don't like her as a person, but I envy her body every day. Anyway. There's so much um, to unpack there. <laughs> there's a lot going on. So I, it was not, in fact, Justice Smith is not the one who sings seven foot bra- brain. Oh, my God. Get, goodbye. I'm done. Thank you. 
Find it's me a man good. with a seven-foot brain. Seven-foot brain <laughs> rats along his back. Ooh. Seven-foot brain, totally smooth. Anyway, <laughs> no, Paper Towns no. starts off, and we have a child and another child. Quentin, his life changed the day that Margot Roth Spiegelman moved next door. My eyes rolling. <laughs> uh, they were close friends growing up, and then they discovered a dead body in the middle of the field. And Quentin never went to therapy for it, and he has some underlying issues going on with it, even though he says he didn't flinch. Margot takes it badly, and they drift apart. Yeah, did anyone think that they should have unpacked that some more? Because I took it badly, and it only happened on screen for about two minutes, and I was it, shook. It is a highly traumatic thing for anyone to see, much less two, like, eight-year-olds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the book, if I recall correctly, he does ruminate on death a lot more than he does mm. in the movie. Like, when they're the car is in a skid away from the cow oh, in the middle yeah. of the road, he has, like, a mm. monologue about death. So I think it's kind of... It's more, oh. uh, more of a present theme in the novel, but... Yeah, and that's okay. not really something you can convey via movie as easily unless you do something artistic and, like fancy i feel like yeah it's what there's one thing this movie is not it's artistic and fancy maybe if like i don't know wes anderson directed it and everything was you know center frame bright yeah. pastel colors there'd be yes. a pause as a typewriter stops typing and someone would look up and explain death to you wait i like i'm obsessed with that dan and Stop. it's owen wilson Ah, no you lost me you had me and then you lost me oh i'm sorry i didn't realize that you were too good for Owen Wilson. Jennifer Lopez isn't. Are you saying you're better than oh Jennifer Lopez? Oh my god. Lopez? I want to see that movie so bad. Gage refuses to go with me. I think I'm going to have to see it alone. There's nothing more sad than going to the Valentine's Day romantic <laughs> oh, comedy. Oh, I don't care. Alone. I think I'll have a great time. Uh, I'll have a great time. <laughs> so, we then cut to them as teenagers. Um, and Margot is one of the popular kids because, of course, she is. She's hot. Um, <laughs> and uh, hot take? She's not that hot in this movie. They made her look plain. I think she kind of... she She's giving me the look of, like, the cool bad girl. That, everybody's, that everybody thinks is, is popular because they're afraid of her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have a question, and maybe it's for later, uh-huh. but how do we think, because knowing her personality and how she's kind of, like, selfish and obnoxious, like, I don't, I'm surprised that her and Jace are a couple at all, because wouldn't she be, like, too good for him? He's kind of just a bro. Maybe she, like, you know, thought she could take down her her exterior shell her hard outer shell or i don't know i'm reading into this i think you're right she seems kind of like the girl that would never have any significant other because she's above it all right can't depend Mm -hmm. on anybody can't rely on anyone at all so you're right like it seems like such a random maybe it was just like we need a reason for this to happen here's why i get really upset yeah Yeah, i don't know because to me it's like 
I could see her being like popular per se because she's so pretty, but Mm -hmm. her personality would not be like endearing to high school students. Yeah. No. And a high school dude bro like that specifically is just going to want to have sex with her. And I feel like maybe she'd be like, uh, yeah, whatever. Maybe she's the kind of girl that like, maybe she likes sex. That's fine. But maybe she also, yeah, maybe she just like, you know, I don't know that it seems like the relationship would not be anything deeper than making out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I definitely saw myself in Margot and the fact that uh, I was popular because people thought I was hot, but I did not have personality <laughs> endearing to did, high schoolers. Because you looked I like am, brunch. Yeah. Hold on. I am never complimenting you ever again. <laughs> I swear to you, anytime one of my friends says that you're good looking, I feel like I have to be like, because I have to tell you, because I know it'll make your day, and then I regret it. Because <laughs> Nothing good ever comes of it. Oh, I try to be nice for two seconds, give you a compliment. Just keep it to yourself next time, Anna. Yeah. For the betterment of everybody. I will. You're right. Thank you. Save the world. Knock me down. (laughs) Thank you, Catherine. (laughs) Uh, So one night, Margot crawls through Quentin's window and says she needs his car. She can't get into her car, but she has nine things that she needs to do that night. Um, And... She asks Quentin to do it, so he takes his mom's car, and they go to kill their seven evil exes. Sorry, go to complete these nine tasks. God, I'm by furious! (laughs) Uh, So, they go to Costco. They get lots of saran wrap, catfish, petroleum jelly, spray paint, a steering wheel lock, and Nair. And the only thing I have to say is Nair hasn't changed their packaging in eight years. Same packaging now. Uh, Yeah, also, I feel like if they hadn't said anything when they were checking out, the woman wouldn't have thought anything of it. Because I think when you buy random things, it only gets weird that you're buying those random things if you make it weird. You know what I mean? Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just, you know, vibing at the grocery store, buying weird things and not realizing it, but it's fine. I've just never seen that judgmental of a, a grocery store clerk before. Oh, I have yeah. one other time, and it was when Gage and I bought so many groceries that someone asked us if we were new in town. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say yes? No, I panicked leave? and said, no, we just had an empty fridge. It was right after the holidays. <laughs> We'd been living off of leftovers for like three weeks. <sighs> uh, so... Mario has to take revenge on all of those who have wronged her, which Classic. is a very high school thing to do. Um, so Only high school? Okay, Anna, some of us <laughs> grow as people. Could it be me? <laughs> so her boyfriend, Jace, um, has been cheating on her with one of her best friends, Becca. Uh, 
and I hate describing it because it sounds like I'm just describing high school drama and I'm already bored with myself because I'm <laughs> expecting there to be like, and then in the band room, he saw her holding hands and it was all downhill from there. And then my friend Tristan told me, I don't know, Tristan. Tristan, okay. Like, yeah, my 48-year-old friend Tristan in a business oh. suit in the corner going, hmm, quite. <laughs> um, Tristan's the teacher, like. Yeah. So... First off, they go to Becca's house, um, and Margot sees Jace's car, and she puts a steering wheel lock on his steering wheel because he left it unlocked for some reason. He has a fucking sports car. Why would he do... File that under teenagers can be so, so dumb sometimes. I remember there was a point where I thought I was cool leaving my bicycle unlocked for, like, six Damn. months. I was also cool. leaving it unlocked at... You guessed it, the Northbrook Public Library, okay. where thefts are high. And Name then at one point thief. I was like, wait, this just, if something happens, I just don't have a bike anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's not cool, Dan. You know what is cool? Protecting what? things that hold value to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know. My mom recently bought me a steering wheel lock because of all the car thefts in Milwaukee, and I just... I'm emotionally tired, Dan. Um, yeah, PSA, if you own a Kia and you're in Milwaukee, uh, don't. You know. <laughs> That's it. That's the advice. Bad, bad time think, to be a Kia owner. Okay, this is probably TMI. I'm just going to say it anyway, though. I had a friend who worked with me who had a Kia and it got stolen. And when they got their car back, the cops kept it to like look for prints and stuff but then they didn't clean it out and the owner found used contraceptive devices Ew, in no. like every nook and cranny of their car and I and also apparently it reeked and I was like just throw the whole car out girl that ain't worth it that is not it I don't like that no, no. I, I didn't like it either so PSA <laughs> if you steal oh. a Kia clean it out yeah, don't have sex in my car, please. Bare minimum, Twitter. Uh, so then Margot calls Becca's dad and, and tells her that Becca is having sex in their basement. In their Kia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then her dad storms downstairs. Margot hands Quentin a camera and she instructs him to take a picture of Jace running scared naked across the lawn. Child uh, pornography. Child pornography. Apparently, Jace has a micro penis. So I don't want to know. I don't want to see it. That is a child. I have. Mm -hmm. I. Mm -hmm. Well, he could be eighteen, but still a child. I don't care. Still not good. That's still a child to me. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm so, not Leonardo DiCaprio. They both then run into Becca's room, and they throw the catfish into her closet and spray a letter M on the wall, like. Super Mario Sunshine, where if you jump into it, you get taken to another world. Um, Ugh, on to the next house. Lacey's house. Margot's best friend. Poor she ran wraps her car. I do like Lacey. I like Lacey, too. I Justice for Lacey. She... Yeah. Yeah. We can I've, just... Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to her later. because We'll get to uh, Lacey later, but I yeah. Queen like Lacey, Lacey a lot. Queen Lacey. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So she saran wraps her car and puts an M on it, which honestly is nice because you can just take the saran wrap off. Yeah, that's not that big of a deal. That I mean, I guess the punishment fit for the crime. Like she tortures the people who she thinks knew the most and like the people who were most involved. Lacey, she just assumed knew and didn't tell her. Mm-hmm. Which like that's a that's a punishment that fits that crime. You're assuming that she knew something and didn't tell you, so you're just gonna give her a minor let me just saran wrap your car punishment as opposed to narrowing off your eyebrow. Yeah, because that's what they do next. They go to the house of a guy who, in sixth grade, told all the girls to not dance with Quentin, which, weird grudge to hold after a long time. I would figure you kind (sighs) of forgive and forget. Uh, But they nair off his eyebrows. Goodbye. Only one, I thought. Yeah, I think it was just one. Either Uh, way, he's going to look like freaking Voldemort. But he has a nose. At least he can smell. Okay, fine. Jeffrey Star. (laughs) Next up, they go (laughs) to a building downtown. Um, They can get in because Margot is friends with the security guard. He's just (sighs) got a crush on her. Absolutely. Only reason why. On a child. The only thing worse than a rapist? A child. No. No. (laughs) Uh, So... They go into a conference room and look over a city, and Margot, very edgily, says that this is a paper town full of paper people with paper jobs. You know what a paper town is? Scranton, where the paper mill is. Thank Thank you, you, Dan. Uh, So she says that nobody cares about the right things, like being genuine man and respect man i don't know i don't know she's a manic pixie dream girl she's going on and on about being unique or whatever i don't know (laughs) nobody cares about individuality man she's holding clawfield oh no she's calling everybody a phony i'm weary i've never read catcher in the rye Mm. but i feel like i have because everything i've learned about it i have not learned by choice yeah it's it's fine uh, it's a classic, I guess. So, some say. Some say it's a classic. You, you disagree? Say. Oh, no, I'm, hot I'm just take kidding. from I'm Catherine. Just I'm just kidding. It's a classic, <laughs> sure, whatever. So, Classics are in the eye of the beholder, if you ask me. Anyway. Quentin and Margo dance to some music before heading back home. And then he asks her if tomorrow things will change between them. And she says, yeah, they will. And Quentin's like, aw, hell yeah. Friends with the popular girl now. I'm going to put on new underwear and deodorant. Honey, you should be doing that anyway. But it's fine, I guess. Um, But Margot doesn't come to school the next day. Or the next day. Or the next day. Um, Everyone's shook. Everybody is spreading Ferris Bueller-like rumors about where she's gone, also. Yeah, honestly, I feel like if I had been in high school and I, you know, missed, it'd be like, oh, she's probably sick. Why are they jumping to these crazy conclusions? Can't a girl have the stomach flu? Like, Uh, If you're having the stomach flu for three days, that's a bit of an issue. Nah, I used to, I mean, I think I had the stomach flu for like a week once when I was little. It's like a 20, it's just kind of like 24 hours, like 
Mm. Evacuate and you're good. I think you and I have had very different illnesses in our past, Dan, because mm. you you were in my life the last time I had the stomach flu. Anyway. Yeah, I wasn't there. No, you weren't. And well, that's you were the vomiting. Best, it was terrifying. <laughs> it was rough. Uh, so, a few days later, a police officer, Margot's parents, and his parents all greet him. And they ask, where were you the last time that you saw Margot? He says Wednesday night, doesn't tell him anything specific, uh, and just says that she climbed through the window to say hi. Uh, Margot's absentee parents don't file a missing person report. God. Because she's run away five times before, and now that she's 18, an adult. So take that, Anna. She's Uh, not a child, legally. Legally, but if you ever have to specify school. she's not a child legally, you're still in the wrong. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. she's a child to me. Like you're in high school, you live in your parents' house, you're a child. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so she's free to do whatever she wants, which oh, horrible parenting. Oh my god! Don't even. I only saw her parents for two seconds, and I wanted to. It was hands on sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Quentin also says that she has left clues for her loved ones to come find her. So now he's looking for clues to solve the mystery, gang. This is the beginning of the end for me. The clues are fun. But when we get to the end, I got, I got something to say. So. <laughs> so, Quentin, of course, deeply in love with Margot, uh, enlists the help of his two friends, Ben and Radar, uh, played by Austin Abrams and the aforementioned Justice Smith. Um, And he needs their help. One day he notices her blinds are down um, and that there is a band on the blinds and that all these years her blinds have never been down, which, (laughs) a little (laughs) pervy. Yeah, why have her blinds never been down? I mean, like, I guess... I guess when I was a teenager, I really didn't give a crap if my blinds were open or not. And my dad would always freak out. He'd come into my room, like, when I was going to bed or whatever. And he'd be like, why aren't your blinds closed? That's so creepy, Anna. You should close your blinds. Creepers could be looking in. And I'd be like, I don't care. So maybe she had the same attitude I had. Where now I'm like, I should probably close these. But when I was a child, I was like, look in if you want to (laughs) look. She has... uh, She and Quentin have the, like, Spider-Man Mary Jane windows... That they look directly across from each other. So he can see into her window at mm. any time. I would call those the Taylor Swift you belong with me windows, oh. but mm. go off. <laughs> I would think that the fact that he's noticed she's never closed her blinds, I would assume he's seen more than just the fact that she's never closed her blinds. Oh, I'm sure of it. And he's a creepy, pervy boy. I'm sure he wasn't going to tell her her blinds should be closed either. Uh, so he bribes her sister to let him look in her room. Uh, he finds a record that he's looking for. And her he sees... room has, sorry, Dan, I just, the tools <laughs> on the walls, Dan. <sighs> what, you don't have saws and wrenches and shit in your bedroom? No, if I had gone missing and my friends were looking for clues in my room, they'd see only posters of One Direction. Are you kidding me? <sighs> Uh, so, he sees writing circled Walt Whitman's niece, and then he sees a Walt Whitman book on her desk, and he steals it, 
thus taking evidence from a crime scene, which will later implicate him in a felony. Uh, So he spends the next few days reading from the book, and he comes across a line that's circled, unscrew the door themselves from the jams, which sounds like you're having a stroke. It does, kind of. So he then... Sorry, what was that? I was just going to say, I like that jam has a B in it. That's all. Jams. Yeah. Uh, he goes to Margot's house, bribes her sister again, unscrews the door, finds nothing. However, he does notice a small piece of paper in his door hinge with an address written on it. He asks Radar to join him. But Radar says no because he has plans with his girlfriend. Because Radar is a king. He is a king. Mm-hmm. Uh, you forgot to mention that his parents are trying to have the uh, largest collection of Black Santas. That had me laughing <laughs> so hard through the whole movie. And at the end, when he hands out Black Santas yeah. to the two of them, oh, I was crying. Yeah. That part oh, had me in my cute. heels. That was cute. <laughs> was it cute, or was he sabotaging his parents? No, I thought it was cute. I assumed he bought them from somewhere else. Uh, so the next day, all three of the guys go to the Detroit of their town, as they call it. Uh, they find an abandoned building. They enter through a hole in the wall. No Margot. Sad. Tragic. Chad. Uh, although that did the act of going to a building and finding Margot not there does describe literally every building in existence, save for whatever one she's in. So. His odds weren't great. You're welcome. Uh, So the next day at school, Jace goes up to Quentin and says he's going to beat him up. And then Quentin shows him a picture of his micro penis. And we're all uncomfortable. Child pornography. Uh, So then Lacey approaches Quentin and friends asking what happened to Margot. Um, He says that he's trying to find out, but... He also tells her that Margot was angry at her because she didn't let her know about Jace and Becca's affair. And once again, I feel like I'm describing high school gossip and I'm hurting inside. (laughs) Uh, So Lacey says that she didn't have any idea, but her boyfriend knew. Um, And she's concerned with Margot and broke up with her boyfriend when she found out. I mean, yeah, I would have been pissed at my boyfriend too for like, clearly he doesn't respect my friends enough to yeah you know what i mean i feel like when you date some, maybe not in high school high school's different but when you're an adult you know when you date somebody their friends are your friends and vice versa and if i found out that one of our like one of my good friends or one of our friends you know I, it just would rub me wrong i <sighs> gage and i have had this conversation multiple times about how we think cheating is so despicable mm-hmm and how it makes us really mad when we find out somebody is cheating. So, I get yeah. it. I get it, if, if you don't have the decency or respect to at least end whatever sort of relationship you have with someone before going mm-hmm. on to another one, that's trash. Yeah, I... I just burped in the microphone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> I nothing. Ugh, this is dredging up some some dark memes for me. Mm. Not that I have or was or have not that I have cheated or was cheated on, but other stuff. 
It's fine. Carry on. Um, so Jay says that she doesn't have a date for the prom anymore, and Ben immediately starts hitting on her. Immediately. <laughs> Simps. King shit. Um, they get invited to a party later, and they're all excited, and they're going to go. But then Quentin, because he's obsessed with Margot's disappearance, uh, speaking of simps, says that he can't go. He has to study. He has to yeah. do his research. No. Live a little. It's your senior year, my dude. Simps was... stands for searching Margot place. Thank you. Yep, that is what that stands for. <laughs> I loved uh, prom. I would be sad to miss it, but I thought prom was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I had a great time at prom. Mm -hmm. Um, so he goes back to the abandoned room they were in before, and Margot has written on the wall, "We live in paper towns," just barely leaving off the man at oh the end of God. it that we all know is implied. Um, so. <laughs> The synopsis that I'm reading says, confused, he falls asleep. Which is how I wish I acted in my confusion. Um, yeah, me but too. In his dream, Margot approaches him in a red dress, begging him to come find her. Yeah, what's that all about? Was that supposed to be like her prom look? I think it's what he imagined her looking like at prom. Because it's all in his head. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I was very confused by why she suddenly looked like a movie star. Mm-hmm think contractually she needs one scene in every movie where she looks like a model probably but who knows so quentin gets a, a call from radar who says that ben is drunk at the party uh and they need <laughs> his help to get him home oh ben uh, he's not just drunk he's obliterated yes obliterated Absolutely. what did i say it wrong you said obliterated with a th it's obliterated this happens every episode. Obliterated. It's obliterated. No, it's spelled O B. Oh wait. <laughs> okay, it's fine. This week's episode of In Conclusion okay. is brought to you by PronunciationGuide.com. Pronunciation Guide. It helps oh. you say things good. This is almost as bad as how I found out that that website Shine is actually pronounced Sheen. Oh, wait, I it is. I thought it was that. Sheen. I, you know, Dan and Catherine, <laughs> there are a lot of pronunciations for that site floating around. I don't know anymore. I don't know what the honest. correct one is. Also, today at work, I learned that I had been spelling "duel" the incorrect way. I had been spelling it as like a jousting duel. When oh. really, it was supposed to be like dual as in two components. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> and I had like had it spelled that way for weeks and presented it to like VP clients. Mm -hmm. Oh. And I just learned today I had been spelling it wrong the whole time. So we've all been there. Now, as you oh. can see, these dual companies and there's just people <laughs> fighting. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, at the party... Um, He's hoping to look through Jace's room for clues, like a creep. Uh, but Becca and Jace are banging upstairs, to quote directly from what I'm reading. Uh, so he goes to the bathroom, and mid-pee, he is interrupted by Lacey, chilling in the tub, hiding Mood. from the party. 
like a king, queen, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known many a person to chill in a tub during a party. Catherine, you you definitely know this, but why was it that in parties in college there were 900 people congregating around the bathroom? That's a great <laughs> question. I don't know. I was never interested in hanging out in the bathroom, but yes, people would just go in there and talk. Yeah, and, I've and, hung out in the bathroom before. And it'd be really awkward when you actually needed to use the bathroom because yeah. you'd be like, excuse me, I need to clear the room. <laughs> yeah. For me, I had to be a pretty drunk in order to congregate in the bathroom. Yeah. I that don't know, sounds maybe. like a euphemism. <laughs> it's not. I just <laughs> would get drunk and, you know, I'd be like, I want to look at myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know unless i was at a bar i refuse to go into a bar bathroom those things are crusty mm-hmm. oh the one at trinity oh oh my gosh fever Absolutely. dreams of the trinity bathroom god oh, you should oh. listen to my new album curtis the cheese curd my night terror visits me in the trinity bathroom <laughs> uh so Quentin joins Lacey in the bathtub, and they ruminate on life. Um, She says that people only think of her as the hot girl, and they don't realize that she actually has a personality and is smart. She's going to Dartmouth next year. Um, And that's where I really see myself represented in the film. (laughs) Dan! (laughs) (laughs) Because when people look at Dan, they they automatically just say he's beautiful. They never think to say he's smart or clever. He has a You're brain, right. you know. He's going to Dartmouth. Yeah, come Amen. on. Amen. Amen. Dan with his pretty privilege. Dang. <laughs> you think that I had to, didn't have to work for these diner eyes? Come on. <laughs> Is that like bedroom eyes? But yeah. <laughs> diner eyes are the blue plate special of mm. looks that you can give. Um, <laughs> Next time, I've never written a book. But I think if I ever do... I'm going to give the character blue eyes just so I can make a character say, don't look at me with your blue plate specials or something like that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, So Jace interrupts. Quentin knows that he can go searching his room. um, And he finds an atlas like the one in the abandoned store and a page is missing. Um, Ben pukes in the house. Mood. That. Is relatable. <laughs> and that is why you don't congregate in bathrooms. Hey, man, he didn't even hardly make it past the vase, you know? Yeah. Uh, so they head to the abandoned building. They look for other atlases, and they get startled because Lacey appears because she has a brain. She's going to Dartmouth. She found them. <laughs> Queen energy. Um, they find the missing page, and they hold it against the light, and they see that Margot has made holes in the map pointing to where she's headed. She is headed to the paper town of Aglo, New York, which is paper towns are copyright traps um, that map makers would put in. So if anybody copied their map, they could check and see if any of these fake towns that they made up were uh, on those maps and they could sue them. I tried to look up if there were any fake cities in Wisconsin. I Uh didn't see any, but I also only looked for about two minutes. There's Janesville. That is a real place. Is it? Dan. Has yes, anything good I got come a from there? Ticket there. No, nothing exactly. good comes from there. <laughs> got a fat speeding ticket in Jamesville. 
So they look at the Wikipedia page, not the actual Wikipedia page. I think it's called Omnipedia or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Onomatopedia. Um, and That's not what it's called. No. Margot has edited the Wikipedia page in her quirky writing that adds Ugh. capitals randomly. She writes like the SpongeBob meme. Because, <laughs> because it's so unfair to the letters in the middle. That was like, it. That's the line that had me saying, I don't like this girl. <laughs> she doesn't follow grammar rules. Oh, my God. She made... Uh, can I... I have a confession to make. Go ahead. I don't like when people self-describe as quirky. Uh, now, that is coming from a person who has been described by others as quirky multiple uh -huh. times. Nothing makes me cringe more than a self-described quirky. I... Ah! I'm sorry. Are you telling me that you don't like it when somebody does something that's just like horribly uncomfortable or mean to someone else and then to justify it goes, ah, I'm so quirky. Yeah, that. Or like, have you ever read those articles that are like things people did during their quirky phase? Like, I used to bring copies of books to parties that I didn't even like. Just so that I could sit in a corner and pretend to read it and wait for someone to ask me why I wasn't having fun at the party. And I'm like... People really? did that? I, I guess. This is from a BuzzFeed article. I did not. I was, um, you know, getting turned. Mm -hmm. But I just... I oh, Something really makes me want to fight when I hear someone self-describe as quirky. Or the phrase crackhead really irritates me. So. Oh, yes. I but agree with that's, you there. Yeah, that's for different reasons. This is a sidebar, and we can move on quickly, but did either of you ever watch The White Lotus on HBO? I no. didn't. I liked it. I would recommend. But there's it's this, like, really expensive Hawaiian resort, and it's, like, Ooh. just about all the terrible people that go there. Oh! And Sydney Sweeney is in it, and she and her friend have a book stylist who, like, will coordinate their books with the day that they're, like – with their outfits for when they're reading on the beach. So Wait, that's kind of iconic. Like, someone comes up to him like, oh, you're reading a different book than yesterday. She's like, oh, yeah, my book stylist picked out this one for me today or something like that. So Wait, I'm kind of obsessed. <laughs> that's iconic. The book that fits my aesthetic for the day. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway. Fu fun fact about the White Lotus. The guy who created it and wrote it, mm -hmm. uh, his name is Mike White. And he played Ned Schneebly in School of Rock. The actual oh. Ned Schneebly. Oh. So. Cool. Very that's nice. That's it. Thank you for sharing. He's quirky. Um, no, damn. So the gang decide to go on a road trip so they can make it back for prom and they leave immediately, stealing really? Quentin's mother's car. Really quick, I just want to interject because you missed discussing my favorite part of the movie, which is when they sing the Pokemon song to go through oh, the sorry. hole. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, I have definitely done that with my friends so many times in my life. Not drunk, but, you know, just singing the Pokemon theme. I've done very it with Gage. Fun. Very fun, very realistic high school, too. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many times I did that with my hot friends. <laughs> Dan I am so weary You're weary Imagine yes. everybody thinking that you're just the hot one 
I'm going to Dartmouth. <laughs> you and your piercing blue orbs need to calm down. Uh, so, Radar wants to stop and, and tell Angela goodbye because they have a hair appointment and he's going to miss it. Uh, but she joins him because apparently in this high school, every nobody's parents question when their kids leave for a weekend. Yeah. Uh, my mom, I think I said this to Gage, but when I went to St. Louis, my mom flipped out. And I was a senior in college. Mm-hmm. A senior in high school? Going down the street was a big deal. Are you kidding me? There were a group of, I think, three or four guys my brother's age who were Mormon. And one day after they went to service before school, they're mm-hmm. like, let's drive to Utah. So they started oh. driving to Utah. Big to do about town, the fact that they did that. That was all the news <laughs> in Northbrook for a week. <laughs> they did not make it to Utah. Oh, oh shoot. Yeah. What a bummer. Um, but they are on the road trip to New York and Ben needs to pee immediately, so he Mood. pees in two beer cans that he's got, which takes really good aim. Yeah, I I was concerned that he was gonna, you know, I've I've put my finger on the edge of a can. I've, I didn't know I've, where that was going. I was concerned, like, <laughs> no, he was gonna cut the tip of his penis off. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but when you started with, I've put my finger on, I was very afraid of what the story was actually going to be. But thankfully, yeah. it wasn't the, that. Um, no, not anything that weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, they go over a, a, a bump and he spills it in the car. Oh, uh, uh, Gage and I both audibly gagged. So they pull over at a gas station and they have six minutes to do everything. Pay for gas, get snacks, use the bathroom, flirt with Ansel Elgort, the whole nine yards. I won't allow it. Um, I will say, because Ansel Elgort is the gas station attendant here, when he popped up, a little smile popped up in my face because I was like, oh, Augustus, you're alive. I need to say, because I saw this movie in theaters during my my, peak John Green obsession, I was like a senior in high school when this movie Mm -hmm. was in theaters. And no, like it was like a cameo at that point. Like no one knew he was going to be a gas station employee. And if I tell you, I shrieked in the movie theater. <laughs> I was so excited that Angel El- Ansel Elgort was in this movie. No, you're right, Angel Elgort. Angel, Angel Elgort. Elgort. <laughs> uh, last night when we were watching it, Gage, when his team came up and it showed him, Gage goes. Anna, look who it is. Because I'm so bad at recognizing people that he thought I wasn't going to recognize him. Oh, God. I can't believe it. Uh, So they also have to get Justice Smith a new shirt um, and and plan out their stops in time for prom. The shirt that they just grab randomly out of the bin has a Confederate flag and says heritage, not hate on it. I, that had me. That was like, that's funny. Okay, it is funny. here we go. It was funny. The shirts uh, were cute. Not so, cute, humorous, I should say. At night, as Quentin is driving. Also, Quentin, if I was ever in the car with him, I would hate him so much. He was going oh like gosh. 66 on the highway. Oh, yeah. Don't drive with me, Dan. 
if I'm below 80 on the highway, something is wrong with me physically. Oh, you won't be saying that when you drive through Janesville, Wisconsin, and they slap you <laughs> with a big ticket. Uh, so they almost hit a cow, but Ben reaches over, spins the wheel, saves them. So they decide just pull over for the night, let's sleep there, get killed by an axe murderer on the side of the highway. All is good. Uh, that night, uh, Angela and Radar um, make love. Uh, I then... hated that. I hated the way you said that. I hated the way you went, love? Instead of just saying, love? Dan, you like... I stopped my pause because I was about to go, they a boing boing, but I felt like that would have been worse. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> they had sex. Uh, and then Ben and Lacey agree to go to prom together. Adorable. Cute. We love it. Uh, so they arrive in Aglo, they find the barn, it's empty. Quentin, angry, upset. It's all for nothing. <laughs> It's not yeah, about the hey. journey, damn it. It's about the <laughs> it's destination. About the destination, always. It's oh. always about the destination. If he doesn't find her, it's for nothing. Everybody but else the is like... The journey isn't the friends we made along the way. Everybody else is like, we just did this because we thought it'd be fun. Like, did you not have fun? And he's like, no. Grumble, 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 grumble. <laughs> I'm a wolf. Grumble, grumble. Um, and they all decide to head back because they can go to prom. Um, yeah appropriate desires for teenagers i would right. say yeah right so he gives him the keys he's gonna hitchhike his way home apparently Dummy. which if i safe. know any 18 year old sheltered suburban kid i know they will have no trouble hitchhiking or finding their way home having been mm. one of them i would have no idea what to do no I, you're too I, beautiful to hitchhike I, I, right I mean, yeah, a modeling yeah, agent would have picked me up. But Hit him with the blue steel and they'd pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him with the blue steel and they're going to try to steal my blues. Are you kidding no, me? No, no. Not steal your blues. Uh, so Quentin hitchhikes to town. He gets a bus ticket to go back home. But then he sees her. Margot Gasp. Roth Spiegelman. I don't know why. I do know why. Her name's Margot Roth Spiegelman, but I keep thinking you're going to say Margot Robbie. And I'm like, I... He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Margot Robbie? What are you doing here? Oh my god, girl. Welcome. Oh, I love Australia. That's my Margot Is she Robbie. Australian? Margot Robbie is, yeah. Damn. I thought she was American. I thought that... I thought Cara Delevingne was... Le uh, oh my god. I, oh my god, I almost what? just said lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she is a lesbian, but that's besides the point. I was going to say American. And the reason why I said that is because I thought of that that meme where the girl goes, I'm lesbian, and her little brother goes, I thought you were American. That, <laughs> my brain just short-circuited. Um, um, she's British, is what I was going to say. She is British and is bisexual and pansexual and gender fluid. So okay. the more you know. Is our Kara's pronouns still she, her? Still though? she, her, yeah. So okay, good. I didn't want to have... We're, we're have in the clear right so. now. Uh, she was dating St. Vincent for a year. St. Vincent? Yeah. DePaul. Who? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so 
Margot and Quentin catch up. She's surprised. She left clues to let him know that she was okay not to join her. You know, because that makes sense. It Yeah, it doesn't. This is when I started getting so mad, though, because this is when he was like, I love you. She's like, no, you don't. You don't even know me. I don't even know me. Bitch. I was weary. I'm still Uh, weary. But she does say that. He goes, I love you. She goes, don't say that. And then there's the the meme from WandaVision, I think, where it's like, don't say that. Don't say that. Oh, no, that's from, um, <laughs> it's from Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Right? Is that the one you're thinking of? The, yeah. It was real to me, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she buys him a drink, a soda pop, um, and explains she wasn't made for town life. She's got to lose herself and then find herself. And then she goes, look, if you had one shot, a one opportunity, one opportunity to oh. seize everything you ever wanted. Would you capture it <laughs> or just let it slip? Yo. Oh, yes. I'm ascending. I'm ascending. And then she moves to Detroit, changes her name to Rabbit, and starts <laughs> rapping. Listen, I just told Gage that I'd never seen the 8 Mile and I really want to watch it. So we're going to do that soon. I will say it's just 8 Mile. It's not the 8 Mile? Not the 8 Mile. That was very Wisconsin of you. <laughs> I feel old. <laughs> well, I've never seen that movie about Eminem, so mm-hmm. we're going to watch it. So Quentin says that he's going to stay with her and find herself, too. That's gross. Uh but she won't let him. He wants to go to Duke. He wants to be an oncologist, married by 30 kids, and then he'll be happy. Listen, an oncologist? She she could do worse! You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, maybe she should consider... Um, maybe they, for the money. <laughs> they hug, and then Quentin heads back to home, joins all his friends at prom, dances... Don't stop, no, it's never enough. To Heim, it's wonderful. It's time to give up. Love that song. Um, the soundtrack for this movie was banging. Yeah. Yep. Like yeah. how how Fallen Our Stars was the soundtrack was just the year 2014. Um, I feel like the soundtrack for this is is much more time timeless. timeless. Yeah, it has yeah. aged yeah. better. Each song. Oh, one of the songs that they had in the background said it was by a DJ and it was a complete different name, but it sounded like the backing track of a Fallout Boy song, so I'm suspicious. Okay, what song? Um, it sounded like the backing track of Fourth of July by Fallout Boy. Uh-huh. And it was the song I have to look. I'll be doing some further research into this. Um The song no one will be seated for the looking up portion of the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Anna figures this sound- out. No, I said it, I said it was Lose It to Try. It sounded very similar. I don't think it's okay. the same, but they sound very similar. Yeah, I, I mean, like, Lost It to Try by Sun Lux. Yeah, I was like, I'm calling Pete. Hang on. Um, so the movie ends with Quentin giving a monologue saying that Somebody said they saw Margot doing a play on Broadway. 
Someone the saw... The fucking fantastic! <laughs> someone saw her giving surf lessons in Malibu. And then he sees uh, two kids living what his childhood again, a girl and a boy playing on the street. Uh, and he realizes that the real paper towns were the friends we made along the way. And that's paper towns. And we all sit in silence and ponder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ugh. So, yeah, Anna, you, you explain first. I'm sorry, guys. I know you're big John Green fans, and I'm sorry for pooping on your parade. I just... You, I, you are being way less negative than you think you're being. Okay, good, because I feel like I'm being a bitch. Um, I just found Cara Delevingne's character, Marco, to be so unlikable and so selfish. And then, in turn, I found Quentin to be kind of selfish, too. And honestly, I liked all the friends way better than I liked the lead characters. Like, all the friends yes. were awesome. Mm -hmm. And you know what? They were the treasure, okay? We, the, friend, the real treasure was the friends we found made along the way, because... I, they just were funny, and they, like, were actual teens with actual teen-related goals and, like, just enjoyable to be around. I was more invested in Raider and his girlfriend when she was like, are you afraid of me? And he's like, I'm afraid of losing you. That, tears, crying in the club. <laughs> Everything else that happened, didn't really care, you know? What about you, Catherine? Well, and... I might get a little sentimental just for a moment, if you don't mind, because I sentimental as you want. This I is safe. yes, because I think I I agree with everything Anna says, and that the care like Nat Wolf and Cara Delevingne are like just like sati like satirical almost in the angst levels. Like they're through the roof is how angsty these two are. But I do think that. This movie was special to me at the time because, for one, I was going through my own angsty phase, and two, it's kind of like a good, I think it's a good reminder for like this age group because it kind of talks about how these like lifelong crushes that these characters have are creating them to be something that they're not. You know what I mean? Like, he, like, mm -hmm. puts her on this pedestal for his entire life, and then she's not that special. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I like the fact that they don't end up together, because yeah. if they did, it would have just been enforcing, reinforcing those. Yeah. For, for, for better or for worse... For 99.9% .9 of people, you do not meet your true love in high school. No. Um, yeah. And they're not going to change you, and you can't change them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you my, shouldn't have to. My perspective right. is warped because my brother met his wife when they were sophomores in high school. Well, but it's, it Good happens. for them. But yeah. Yeah, it happens. But, like, for, for most people, most, if not... Almost all people, that's not going to happen. So it's good to, to, to have a film that says that. And is like, yeah. yep. you, you got to let people be who they are. And don't, and you can't expect them to be who you think they are in your mind. Yes. That was beautiful, Dan. Thank you. Almost as beautiful as me. 
I was literally going to say almost <laughs> as beautiful as your blue plate special eyes. Oh, damn. What am I going to do with you? How does Anna put up with you? That's what I want to She know. doesn't compliment me. She knows if she compliments me, it's going straight to my head. So it's it's She's always like, right on board. No, no, no highs, just insults and, and matter of facts. I haven't learned yet. Uh, she I never thinks to call you y'all. smart. Oh, sorry. Yep, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, keep going. <laughs> keep going. I'm listening. She never thinks, thinks to call you smart or clever. And now you have a brain and you're going to And Dartmouth. then I'm going to Dartmouth? No, she doesn't. That's so oh rude. That's disrespectful. She, yeah. I wonder. What, I don't know what she's going to do next fall when I'm off in the East Coast <laughs> and she's back here. Oh, God. Not at Dartmouth. Anyway, um... <laughs> So, John Green has a cameo as the voice of Becca's shotgun-wielding father. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? That's yeah. fun. I didn't know that. Um, Angela, in the book, doesn't go on the road trip. Radar's girlfriend. Um, and I think it works better that she's in it. Because it gives her more of a character, and it gives Radar more of an arc, as opposed to just being the, the guy who his puppy dog eyes the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Radar was my favorite, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Shailene Woodley was originally cast, but she had to drop out because she was filming Insurgent, the second mm-hmm. Divergent movie. Um, Big flap on her part. I would have done this instead. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going tell on. Tell her that. End. I'm so um, sorry. <laughs> John Green said that he would have picked Emma Blackery, who is a YouTuber and a musician. Who I've, I've never, never heard, heard that of. name in my life. I don't know who that is, no. I don't either. Hmm. But casting wasn't up to him. Um, when Margot and Q are dancing in the SunTrust building, the background version is background song is Lady in Red, and then oh. in his dream, Margot's in red. Oh my, Ew. are you fucking kidding me? I'm fucking sick and tired of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the gas station, it was originally supposed to be that Ansel Elgort was playing Gus. And it was in the same universe, but people thought it would be too confusing. Because in He's case you dead. didn't listen to our last episode, Gus dead. Yeah. This is a ghost. <laughs> and he doesn't have a great experience with gas stations either. True. No, he doesn't. They should have just uh, had Gus haunt the movie. That would be even better. It would have been good. I do have one thirsty thing to say. Uh-huh. We do not stand Ansel Elgort in this home. But... but when I saw that tattoo on his inner arm, I lost control for about two seconds. I didn't know who I was. <laughs> I'm back now, but I just wanted to clear the air. But, you know, there was still minor thirsting going on. Mm -hmm. Um, John Green said that he ruined one of the takes of the movie by yelling because he found out that his favorite football team, Liverpool, was drawn to play against uh, his other favorite football team, AFC Wimbledon. Um, And he yelled when he heard that, and then the take was ruined. Oh my god. SMH, John Green. Dang. Essing my H. Um, 
that's really all the the trivia that I have. I, well, I guess in the book there are some differences. Um, there are eleven tasks that they have to complete instead of nine. Um, Q doesn't attend the prom in the book. Hmm. It's much I better that, that he, he does. attended the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or wait, I don't know why I said he attended the book. I like that he attended the prom. I'm struggling. I'm so sorry. And he he found Margot at the farm in the book instead of just randomly on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's all the trivia that I got for you. That's it. So, Good stuff. question for both of you. Catherine, answer. before I ask the question, I need a reminder. Who did you say your favorite performer, actor, actress was? Julie Andrews. Would this movie be, be somehow better, worse, or the same with Julie Andrews as, you guessed it, I mean current day Julie Andrews, as 18-year-old Margot Roth Spiegelman? Oof. I think it would be mighty confusing, and <laughs> she couldn't. I don't. I don't want to see that. So I'm going to say worse. Anna, better, worse, or the same? Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Q. Full better. Sorry, Nat. I thought um, Nat was fine. Nat was fine, but I think I'd like to see JTT give his all. I think he would have snapped on Margot though if she came for him with a "You don't know me." Mm-hmm. I think he would have snapped on her. That could have been interesting. You know, I think JTT would have improved a little bit. Yeah, they would have kept that take. Oh, I would. Oh, the popcorn! I can smell the popcorn cooking already. <laughs> okay, uh, wait. Pause. My okay. mom just sent me a text with no context that says the new rules of posture. I want everyone to know that I slouch. This is the biggest <laughs> disrespectful text I've ever received in my life. Whatever. Goodbye. I'm sick. I'm sick. I am hanging up. I'm um, not texting her back. I'm going to say the movie would be worse with George Clooney as any of the characters. Because he doesn't fit anywhere. The teacher. There's no adult men in this. He, I know. Like, the bad parents. I was going to say he could be Margot's <laughs> disattached dad. He's too hot. Yeah. He has the same problem I do. No. <laughs> no. Um, so, Catherine, on a scale of one to five friends you made along the way, what do you give this? Um, I'm going to give it three. I'm going to give it a solid Lacey, a solid Ben, and a solid Radar. Mm-hmm, Merely mm-hmm. for, one, the nostalgia factor, because I... Kind of similar to how Dan was saying, Fault in Our Stars transported him back to where he was when he watched and read this. This movie transports me back to who I was when I was like a 17 year old. <laughs> so, for that, I have to say I appreciate it, but is it the best? Probably not. Anna, what about you? I have to agree with the three for the same three people. Um, because I think they were the people that really made the movie enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. I was much more involved with the side stories of the characters than I was with the main story. I liked the mystery. I've been feeling mysteries lately. But it just kind of flopped for me at the end. Like I mm-hmm. said, like I, 
I, I agree with you, Dan. Like, I like that it's realistic and shows that not everybody meets the love of their life in high school because that's how real life works. You just don't meet the love of your life in high school that often. But I, I also wish that there had been more there at the end. Like, it just felt like kind of stagnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It felt like it never came to a climax for me. I am going to give it because... Somehow, Anna, even though you've spoken much harsher about this than I have, I'm giving it a two and a half. Oh my goodness! What? Kind Again, of shook. I think that is perfectly fine. I thought it was a perfectly fine movie. That's a There C. was nothing in it that would raise it to, to good or great. I thought it was fine. I'm not going to watch it again, I don't think. Like, there's nothing drawing to it, unless I do, like, a John Green marathon of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It was good. I thought there were, like you said, there were definite problems. The fact that both of the main characters were insufferable, um, and the side characters were the reason to watch the movie. But I thought it was, I still thought like a, there was nothing negative, like like truly bringing it down for me. I just thought it was fine. Yeah. 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 Um, so, Catherine, thank you for being our guest the past Woo! two weeks. It's been great having you. Thank you for having me. This has been so fun. Good. We will have you back sometime in the future to talk about Mary Poppins and Sound oh, of Music. Oh, yes. Ooh. I'm there. Oh, God. If Love we do that. Sound of Music, that's going to be like a nine-hour-long episode. Oh, my gosh. We'd have it's to split so it in half. Yeah. <laughs> like the movie? Are we going to have yes. a ten-minute intermission? Yes. Um, so thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, we are on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash in conclusion. Uh, if you want to find me, I am on Facebook and Twitter. Well, I'm on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe 86 and I'm on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Catherine. You, last week you said that they could find you on Facebook. Where can they find you now? <laughs> you, sh- you sure still can find me on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram at Catherine McCoy with two Ys. And that's about all. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Anna, before yes. I get to you, I'm going to make our announcement of what we're doing next. Okay, sounds good. Um so next week we're taking a break so i'm going to be posting an old episode it's not going to be troll 2 this time because that got diminishing returns the last time i did that <laughs> you're gonna do um soul taker soul or taker I'm, i don't know which one i'll pick okay uh, we gotta do another bad movie soon babe. we do uh some could say that we're doing a bad movie next because the next five episodes <laughs> strap in everyone we're doing the twilight saga I... all of them is that the song it's eyes on fire okay i only know decode and the dan's a fake fan you don't even know super massive black hole that's the baseball one wait did we just say that at the same time (laughs) iconic maybe supernatural back super massive black hole will be our always (gasps) <gasps> crying, <laughs> crying in the club. I'm getting that tattooed on my lower back right now. Um, Anna, where can they find your lower back? 
Oh, you can find... Well, my lower back is attached to the rest of my body. But you can find my thoughts on Instagram at Prime 818 or on Twitter at Autobots Roll Out, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll and the O for... And roll and the O and out are zeros. Now, what I would have done is that you could find my thoughts on Twitter and my thoughts on Instagram. <laughs> That's true, but the only thought I have is Gage, and I posted a nice Valentine's Day post with him. Oh. So... Well, the season of love is over. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We'll be back next week. Well, two weeks from now. We're going to post something next week, but our new episode will be in two weeks, starting with Twilight. Oh, I can't fucking wait. I wish I hadn't got rid of my Twilight shirt or my Someday My Werewolf Will Come. I'd be decked. (laughs) But unfortunately, I'm not the same size I was when I was 16, and those shirts have got to go, so... Well, get excited to choose which side you're on, Team Jacob or Team Renesmee. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, have fun, get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. One of my birds is not where it's meant to be. What has he done? <laughs>